we continue worshiping together today, siblings, I invite you to turn in your Bibles or Bible apps first to the Revelation of John, 7th chapter, beginning with the ninth verse. Let us receive together the Word of God. After I looked, there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen! Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen! Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are those who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the waters of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And now let us receive the word of the gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter, beginning with the first verse. Let us receive together the word of God. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Spirit of love and of life, I pray that your presence, your word, your energy, your peace and comfort might be received in these moments of reflection and truly throughout this time of worship. Reach all the people in all the places they are, just in the ways they need you. And be with me, O God, as I share these humble reflections and as we continue in prayer as your gathered people of God. Amen. Choose this day whom you will serve. These are words spoken by Joshua to the Israelites at a key moment in their history. What God will you serve? The question is always before us. And our answer to the question has implications for every aspect of our lives. The choice affects all our other choices, and surely every moment of life from the most significant to the most mundane involves choices at some level. As a nation, we are on the brink of a big choice. Like every choice, the outcome will have consequences. Each one of us is responsible for our own discernment and action. After the election, we will still have choices every single day. Regardless of the outcome, there will be important work to do, decisions to make, priorities to discern. And as followers of Jesus, we're not left without guidance. In the wilderness place, Jesus was tempted to serve a God who twisted scripture to try to draw him away from a life of self-giving service, away from the God of peace, of humility, of love, of vulnerability and justice. Jesus, in that moment of temptation, made a choice. And in case you don't know the story, Jesus didn't choose to feed only his own belly. He didn't choose to take the money and power. He didn't choose to show off and to get praise and fame. And today we 
receive the opening lines to Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. Honestly, every time I'm given this text to preach, I feel compelled to counter the ways that I've heard it interpreted from time to time as the be attitudes that mourning or being denied righteousness, that is being denied justice, that those things are our ticket to being blessed. That has always felt to me like a ridiculously slippery slope. It helps me to remember that both Jesus and the writer of Matthew were speaking to particular communities both of whom were vulnerable in suffering, persecution, exclusion, and subjugation. Again and again, they were faced with choices about how they would respond and where they would put their loyalty and their trust. What God would they serve? In the midst, these communities followed Jesus, (laughs) or at least they tried to. And they, like us, are drawn to Jesus and look to the wisdom and the way revealed through him for guidance and for encouragement. What if these opening words of Jesus's sermon are simply an acknowledgement of the realities and varieties of human feelings and experiences in the crowd. Imagine Jesus simply offering a blessing, a promise of God's grace and presence in whatever circumstance the folks are experiencing, a promise that things won't always be this way. Are you humbled or feel like the wind has gotten knocked out of you? Blessing upon you. Are you swallowed up in grief? Blessing be upon you. Do you feel powerless or taken advantage of because of your gentleness and kindness and mercy? Blessing be upon you. Are you starved for a crumb of justice in your life? Blessing upon you. Are you seeking to act with purity of heart, with good intention, seeking righteousness and peace, even when it is difficult to stay the course? Blessings be upon you. Are you pouring yourself out for the sake of others, for the sake of justice, and as a result are being slandered or persecuted? Blessings be upon you. The God revealed in Jesus blesses us in our humanity, in our struggle and pain, and in our trying to live aligned with God's wisdom and way. That way has at the center loving God 
and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And as we reflected upon just last week, it's not always clear exactly what that will look like. And that means, surprise, surprise, we have to discern and then we must choose. We have to choose what it means to love, what we believe it means to love. A famous prayer of Thomas Merton comes to mind. He prayed this, my Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. I don't see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope that I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. I love this prayer for so many reasons. But perhaps chief among them is that Merton names our intention as those who try to love God and to love neighbor. We desire to do God's will, but of course cannot always know if we're getting it quite right. Even still, we try. And we trust that God knows we're trying. On this All Saints Sunday, we celebrate the saints of our tradition and our culture, those who are known and honored by many. And we celebrate the saints of our own lives, who perhaps have been known only in their small circle. But we give thanks for each one of them and for the ways that they tried and that in their trying inspired our own. No human is without fault and yet there is a beauty and a power in trying to love God and to love neighbor as ourselves to trust God's love and mercy as we deal with the consequences of the times we fail and to keep on going regardless of the circumstances with as much grace and strength as possible. Today I hear Jesus blessing us in all the circumstances of our lives right this moment. Blessing us not with a promise of a winning lottery ticket or 
our desired outcome in the election or quick resolution to the overwhelming challenges of our time, but rather with the promise of God's love and presence and an inheritance that far outlasts this moment and our time in this world. I hear Jesus blessing the saints who have crossed over into the next life. A great multitude from every nation, from all tribes and all peoples and all languages, they who have come out of the great ordeal. And I give thanks for the vision in Revelation that points toward a place and a time beyond our confusion and our struggle to choose rightly. A place and a time in which barriers between us have been broken down and God's beloved children across the earth no longer hunger for food or thirst for justice where all will be willing to honor our common humanity, our shared life, where all will be nourished by love that bubbles up like a spring, where all will humbly allow God, like a mother, to wipe every tear from our eyes. Why not choose to try and live that vision now. For it may be that in trying and trusting, we are blessed. Amen.